The challenge with the fund is that, well, you have to continue to have leads coming in in order to continue to grow the amount of dollars that you have in the fund. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? I wanted to help you out with raising money for a fund. Should you be doing that now or if you're interested in doing that in the future, and specifically the seven metrics to track when raising money for a fund. Now, the challenge is when you do a fund that you announce the fund and you send it out to your current database and then they decide, I am going to invest or I'm not going to invest. And then that's it. There's your current database. And they have decided either they are or are not going to invest or perhaps they'll just sit with it for a little bit. But then that's your database. You've already sent it out. So the challenge with the fund is that, well, you have to continue to have leads coming in in order to continue to grow the amount of dollars that you have in the fund because you can't keep sending the same people emails about the same fund, right? You need to continue to attract more investors. So that's where the marketing comes into place. And today we're going to be talking about the seven metrics to track when raising money for a fund. And that's why, because we've got to be good at attracting new investors. So I'm sharing this with you because here's, here's stuff that I've learned after launching a fund. And I thought it'd be good for you to have a blueprint that I didn't have. And it will make things a lot easier and smoother for you when you launch one or if you're in the middle of one. Before I talk about the seven metrics to track, it's necessary to mention that you've got to have a CRM. You've got to have a HubSpot or Active Campaign or whatever you want to use. You've got to not only have it and use it, but also have an expert on your team who knows how to track and how to set up the CRM and how to make sense of it and how to maximize its capabilities. Because if you don't have that, if you have the CRM, but you don't have an expert, then you're only scratching the surface, number one. And number two, you're probably not getting the most accurate information in order to make business decisions. So get a CRM and then have an expert who is working on your team's behalf to track it. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive Invest- investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. 
Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com. The other thing I'll mention is that there's a distinction between qualified investors, or at least I suggest you make a distinction between qualified investors and investors who have funded because you can have a lead source that you advertise with or that maybe you go speak at an event and you get 300 leads, but then you've got to track to see how many of the leads actually convert to people who are funding. And if none of the 300 fund, well, then that's not a good lead source. Those individuals weren't the right audience. So you always have to have the qualified lead metrics versus the funded lead metrics and make that distinction between the two. So with that being said, let's get into the seven metrics to track when raising money for a fund. Well, the first is total spend. You need to know clearly how much money that you're investing into attracting new investors. So first is total amount of spend that you have spent to date for attracting new investors. The second metric to track when raising money for a fund is total qualified leads. So total amount of leads who are qualified and by qualified, are they accredited investors? Do they file US tax returns? Perhaps you want to qualify them from a investment amount potential. That's your call. But total qualified leads, how many total qualified leads are you attracting? So that's the second metric. The third is the qualified lead cost per acquisition. So the qualified lead CPA, you'll want to know, okay, of the total amount of dollars spent, how many leads am I getting in? And what does that equal from a per person standpoint that how much does it cost me to attract one qualified lead? That's likely going to be in the low hundreds. And then the funded lead CPA, here's where it gets really interesting, and that is tracking the cost per acquisition of each lead that you bring in, who funds. That would simply be the total amount of spend divided by the number of leads who actually fund, and there's your cost per acquisition. And that should be in probably the low thousands. The average funded amount, that is the fifth metric to track the average funded amount, and that will show you how much each lead is funding. But then what it doesn't tell you is the next metric to track, number seven, the average first-time funder amount. You've got your returning investors plus your new investors. That would be the average funded amount. But then the sixth metric to track is the average first-time funder amount because that tells you all the new investors how much are they investing on average each time? And from my experience, the average funded amount will be higher than the average first-time funder amount. Makes sense, right? The people who have been investing with you for a while, which would be in the average funded amount, they are going to be investing more. And then the average first-time funder amount, hey, they're just getting to know you and they'd like to invest a little bit less what I've seen is it's about a $40,000 difference from the average funded amount to the average first-time funded amount. But that certainly could vary depending on what your minimums are with your offerings. 
We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to start your own syndication business, or maybe you've tried, but you've been unable to get your first apartment deal? Well, it's hard. I know firsthand getting started in syndication is not easy. So have you considered working with a mentor? Imagine working one-on-one with a full-time syndicator who can help you do your first apartment building deal faster, help you avoid big mistakes, and scale your portfolio. If you feel like I'm speaking to you right now, then I want you to check out the mentoring program from my friend Michael Blanc who specializes in helping people get started with apartment buildings. I've known Michael for many years now and he genuinely wants to help people become financially free. He developed a proven system and has helped hundreds of people do their first apartment building deal. I know he can help you as well. To find out more, text the word Joe, J-O-E, to 66866. I know Michael's going to take care of you. Go ahead and text the word Joe, J-O-E to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind and let's get you started with your own apartment syndication business. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors and I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals if you're like most real estate investors because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success in real estate. And follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals or you can follow up with your investors and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners, then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow-up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Follow-up boss offers experts seven days a week you can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial, twice the length of the normal trial. For a limited time, go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. The seventh metric to track If you forget this one, then you're in trouble. This is the percent of qualified leads who fund because it could be great that you're getting a lot of qualified leads coming in, but if you're not converting them to people who actually fund, then who cares? Doesn't matter if you get a lot of qualified leads. It matters the percent of qualified leads who actually fund. So you'll want to track that percentage. By the way, from a tracking standpoint, Ideally, it's real-time. At minimum, you should review these metrics every two weeks whenever you're launching a fund. So to recap, the seven metrics to track when raising money for a fund. One, the total amount of spend. Two, total qualified leads. Three, qualified leads cost per acquisition. Four, funded lead cost per acquisition. Five, average funded amount. Six is average first-time funder amount, so how much the first-time investors are investing, and then seven, the percent of qualified leads who fund. 
So those are the seven metrics. I hope this was valuable and gives you a blueprint for how you should set up your tracking from a marketing standpoint. And this doesn't get into the nuances of both attracting new investors and also converting the new investors, which we can talk about on another day because there's a whole lot to talk about for how to attract new investors and how to then convert the qualified leads into people who actually fund. But with that, I will take off. Hope you have the best ever day and talk to you again soon.